Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. Let's call it what it is. You ever eat a sloppy joe where you try and eat it and all of the sloppy joes just fall out of the bun, like 100% of the sloppy joes? No, I turned 11 a long time ago. All right. Well, that's what this game felt like to me, so... It's more like it's it's more it was more like getting a getting a burrito, taking a bite into it, and finding a finger. Ooh, I, was it a finger? More like a toe, maybe. To be honest, but anyway, Avs lose six to two to the Minnesota Wild in a game marred by sloppiness all over the ice. And that isn't to say that the Avs played that awfully for most of the game. People are going to look at this final score and go, wow, the Avs lost six to two, but this game was three to two with nine minutes left in the in the third period or something. So while it ended a blowout, it wasn't a blowout, the full game. Thank you vaguely sober for the super chat. Much appreciated. Yay. We suck again. (laughs) I love it, man. Like let's drown in this misery. Okay, <laughs> this is how I've been feeling for the last like two and a half weeks in my in my regular life outside of work. Like depression rocks, guys. You guys are going to love it. All you do is you lay in bed all day and you don't think about anything because it makes you sad. Trying to do the most basic of things is incredibly difficult, and it feels like you're constantly at war with yourself. That's what abs fandom is right now. Because they've lost two whole games in a row. So let's bathe in the misery. Let's just let's just drown in it. Oof. Uh, y'all do yourself. I ain't gonna do that. That's all I'm saying. I ain't I ain't about to live that life. I will say the first period, most of it was not great for the Evs. The turnovers in particular. Massive problem tonight, and and those lasted throughout the game, for the most part. What what's the cure to just sloppy puck management here, AJ? Is this just Play something better. they have to work themselves out of? Yeah, that simple. Yeah. Play All better. Right. All right, just play better. You heard yeah. the man. Play better. So, what? My other. Those are basically the two main issues I have. One. Puck management was bad. Two, the Avs got to finish. The Avs have to finish. They had plenty of opportunities in this game to score goals. They put in one of them. It's a completely different game. They put in two. They probably win. Instead, they're sitting here, and they end up getting blown out in the end of this game. We talked about this a little bit the other day, where a lot of people on the Avs right now, their on-ice shooting percentages are not sustainable to stay this low. We even saw yeah. JT Confer score a goal tonight. Yeah. But <laughs> what's it going to take for the Avs to get back to their goal-scoring ways? Uh, well, I mean, we've talked. You, you know, simple. I think simplifying it is really going to help a lot. We saw even how even on the Confer goal tonight, Gerard ar- arguably makes one pass too many. Yeah. Now we also watched Sam Gerard get like three shots blocked from up high in the first period. Yeah. So I can understand why he's like, I'm gonna move this puck. And <laughs> you know, it, let's like let's be honest, as as great as Sam Gerard is at a lot of different things in the game, uh 
the shot, his shot is arguably the weakest part of his entire game. Well, and it's easily the weakest part of his game, but it's arguably one of the worst shots on the entire team. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with him making that extra little pass. And obviously I know the result of it. So I'm fine with it. Right. It's like, okay, well, but I think as a whole, the team just needs to, to keep it a little simpler, you know, um, we saw, I, th- I thought, very instructive moment for this would be when they're doing video work tomorrow, uh, when Rantanen's trying to cut across the slot. And instead of instead of beating the one guy and trying to tries shoot the to puck, three sticks, he tries yeah. to beat three of them. Yep. And, like, we've seen him score on that move, that exact move, a couple of times. So, it you know, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, if it's working, you, it's working, but... If it works, you feel great about it, but if yeah. it doesn't, you're like, hey, bud, keep this simpler. For sure. But I think that that's... Uh, I, I think that that's a, that's a thing that they have to worry about. So, um, I'm gonna... I, I will say... Um, just wanna... I'm just gonna put this out there. Chat needs to chill out tonight. Um, if you guys are spamming any nonsense, you're getting blocked... You guys think that you're gonna be like the drivers of the clown car in the chat tonight? You're getting blocked. So just a just a quick like aside to you guys that that think that you want to dominate this conversation. Not to, tonight. Warned. Yeah, read the, read the room. Not tonight. So now you know. Let's keep going through the rest of this Avs lineup. Philip Grubauer maybe didn't play great in the third period, but let's be honest, got hung out to dry for the most part in this hockey game. The Avs giving up multiple two-on-ones, three-on-ones. I think, yeah, there were like four three-on-ones that I can think of. So hard to put much blame on Grubauer here. One of the, uh, the main conversations I've seen around Grubauer is how tired is he? What are the Avs going to do when it comes to potentially playing their backup goaltender that they don't really have a true backup right now. So what I don't, I don't really have a problem with Grubauer is what I'm saying. Keep rolling him. Obviously you got to play backups for back to backs, but other than that, this game means nothing to me as far as the ads goaltending is concerned. Uh, I mean, I think, I, I think this is the warning shot of if you don't play, if you don't have a backup that you trust and you're only going to play them on back-to-backs, this is what's going to happen. You accept that you're going to have a Philip Grubauer game like this. Yep. So I think this was, I think this was a good thing for the front office to see, you know, the adversity in game 16 where it's like, look, you cannot continue to just live like this. If Pavel Franco's Look, you guys know they're the only ones on freaking earth who know what's what timetable Pablo Francis' injury yeah. should be on. So if they're the ones who are holding off and they're saying we're just we don't he'll be back. We we, we believe he'll be back, we trust that he'll be back, etc. 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 Right? All these things, whatever. If they think he's gonna be back, then maybe you just keep hanging on. But right now, they're telling us it's still long term, it's not happening soon. It's still long term. You can't have your you can't have your starter break down twenty games into the friggin' season, and like, I'm I don't know that I don't I'm not necessarily going to say that this is that tonight was a result of overworking, but this is what it looks like. So, 
if they're not going to do something at that position, then they need to, you know, because Grubauer needs help. It's not that Grubauer's been bad. It's it's that Grubauer's been spectacular, and they've gotten away with that. They haven't won very many games when Grubauer's not been great. You know, they had the one San Jose game where they won 7-3. to He wasn't very good in that game. They lost. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, they won that game. Tonight was the exact opposite. They, the offense was not able to bail out the rest of the team just not playing very well. You know, they weren't able to, to beat goaltenders and get in there. It just was not. It just. Sure. It, sure, tonight, sure. I, there were a lot of was, things that went wrong just, tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a combination of things. Like, it was bend but don't break. You know, you, you feel awful about the breakdown on especially that third goal. <laughs> Our, what ends up being the game-winning goal in this game? First of all, Byram turns the puck over. I I want to save the defensive conversation for the second period, so we'll get to that in a second. But what do you do as Nazem Kadri, who turns around, is the man supposed to be tracking the puck and just runs right into the referee? Uh, whoever was defending behind the net was expecting Kadri to take that man, so he was backing off around the far side. And Kadri, <laughs> the ref sets the greatest pick in the history of hockey on Nazem Kadri, and it creates basically a two-on-zero. Yeah, I mean, if, if Byron doesn't lose that puck or if he makes a better play there, we're not even having this conversation. Yeah, it's a nothing play, for sure. And that's where it started. And then uh, I think the, the bigger issue is that two dudes are 50 feet away. Yeah, they they just blasted off. Yeah, they just flew the zone and we're like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. Like, you're obviously not expecting a one face-off to turn into that on a freaking power play. But... Too lackadaisical. Not enough attention to detail. Another another moment that was a great example of how the little things matter in the game. If one of those guys, if just one of those guys is paying attention and is keeping an eye on what's actually happening with the freaking puck, maybe one of them is able to get back and be disruptive. Someone's sitting in the center of the ice and it's like, not a wide open shot from the slot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the abs still had a man advantage in their own zone on that goal. Even with the pick, it was still they were still. If if you if you assume that the pick on Kadri removes him from the play, it was still two guys on two, and there was a wide open dude in front of the net, and and that desperation from Byron and Kadri just it wasn't enough to get there. Byron didn't play a good game tonight. He was bad, no. and and it's no. like look, it's fine, it's fine to criticize Bo and Byron. You're freaking allowed to. Metrics wise. Byron was arguably worse than Connor Timmins. Now, Connor Timmins had the massive, horrible mistakes in this game that everyone sees and goes, that's horrible, that can't continue to happen. But Byron continually got beat in this game as well. And we'll talk about the defense a little bit more in the second period. We do have to take our first period break here as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get that down at the DNVR bar. Hope all of you will join us Friday and Saturday. AJ and I will be in the bar doing our post-game shows live there after the game. So please come on down and have yourself some Breck brew. And of course we are sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a while and they're family and locally owned here in Denver, just like us. So support them. Supporting our partners is supporting us. You can head on over to 
dnvrmortgage.com to win yourself some free DNVR merch as well as get signed up for a free consultation. They'll give you more than just a great rate as Mike is a financial planner and will look at every aspect of your finances to find the right home loan for you. Again, you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com to get all set up and you can also call Virginia at a phone number that I totally didn't have to go look up, 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Before we jump into the defensive conversation, I've seen it come up in chat a couple times. I'm going to say this once. If you talk about it again, we're going to time you out. Jared Bednar's not on the hot seat. Full stop. Next. Avs defense. Bone Byram's 19. <laughs> Connor Timmons, is, has he turned 22 yet, or is he still 21? I think he's 22. He's 22? Okay. The most experienced defender on the ice tonight is Sam Gerrard, who is 24. Ryan Graves a little bit older, but NHL experience limited because he was late getting into the league. Kind of the same story with Devon Taves. When you run a defense this young, when you run a defense with this lower on the experience end, certainly, in Timmons and Byram's case, virtually no experience, nights are going to happen where you're just not managing the puck well. Guys are going to make wrong decisions. The game is going to fall apart. How much of that can you chalk up to a an inexperienced young defense? How much of this do you say they need to be better? Um, I mean, some of it. I, I think it's both, right? Like yeah. you need to be. They need to be better. But the biggest, the biggest, the best way for them to get better, and the only way for them to get more experience, is just to play through it. Like. Ryan Ryan Graves is a Ryan Graves is a guy that is a perfect example of you just let him go. You let him play through some of these problems. For sure. You know, and when this defense is playing well, we talk about this defense as one of the league's best. Because it is. Because the way that they get and distribute pucks and move them out of their zone means that they they stay out of that danger that we didn't see them stay out of very much tonight. You know, the their puck management is going to be a big thing as a group. They need to get better. Connor Timmons needs to make better decisions. You know, he had a really good start the first, like, yeah, his first shift. He was balling out in the offensive yeah. zone. And it then was he was like, oh my gosh, look at Connor Timmons go, man. Like, this is good. And then him and Kadri, Kadri makes an awful pass to the point. Timmons overcommits, and it's one nothing Minnesota, just like yeah, that. And, and that pass, like, it's, it's both of those guys. For sure. Both because- are at fault. As, as I put it in the post-game piece that'll be up here in a little bit, Kadri puts Timmons in a bad situation. And a bad situation led to a bad result. Yep. And even one that you can argue they got a little unlucky on. Yep. Because Minnesota overpassed that situation and got away with it. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Everything that went wrong on that play could, right? Minnesota has a three-on-one. They overpass. <laughs> Zuccarello ends up double clutching the puck, but Grubauer just can't recover and it, it ends up in their net. And- yeah, well, and, and Grubauer, this is a great example of like, Grubauer didn't play a great game tonight. Look at that goal. 
that goal is a good example of it. What's he doing there? Yep. He, if he's more in control, he gets up to that far post, and there's no angle for Zuccarello to shoot at all. Yeah. For sure. But, <laughs> again, everything on the plays where the Avs fell apart went wrong at the same yeah. time. Also, Timmons got back for that, that goal from the Zuccarello goal. Yep. He got all the way back, and that shot went in between his legs. Yep. And it's like, uh, when when issues on plays are compounding that hard, obviously, we just mentioned six things the Avs could do better, but at the same time, you kind of shrug your shoulders and go, come on, something's got to go right. Yeah. So and this is this is kind of where I, I I think that we're in a world where the abs are they're playing poor then this is this is what they talk about when they say you make your own luck. Yeah, for sure. Because when you're playing poorly, things happen to you and not for you. Yep. And Minnesota right now is as playing as well as they have all year. I think tonight was their fourth straight win since returning from COVID. And things happened for them. When you're when you're rolling, you're rolling, baby. That's just life. That's exactly. I mean, that's that's applicable to every single one of us in life. You know that when you you know that when you're in the soup, a couple of things happen to you, and you're like, "All right, let's 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 bounce back up off this mat. And let's go do this thing. This is I. Right. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be fine. Don't don't make too much of this." We're having this conversation after the first time that they've lost two games all year. Yep. 16 games into the season is the first time they lost back-to-back games on the season. And we're having we're having to play therapist for a for a fan base that's it's, freaking out. It's so unnecessary. Guys, like... there are 40 games remaining in the season. That's both a lot and a little because they happen they play every other day, although I will tell you the San Jose series is in serious doubt right now. Yeah, that may not happen. Um, yeah, there's a decent chance that ends up being two more days off for Colorado. Yeah. But this is – things are fine. Like, you look at you look at the last two teams that they've played. Before the season started, most people – Ruto and I were not them – but most people felt that Minnesota was the fourth-best team in the division. They're How, good defensively. Let me ask you this. Flip the outdoor game and the shutout from Vegas. If the Avs had won their last game against Vegas instead of the outdoor game, meaning this is not two game losses in a row, mm-hmm. but a win and then a loss to Minnesota, how do you feel about this as a fan base? Do you feel the same? Do you feel different? I'm asking this to chat as much as I am, AJ. Do they do they do the games happen the exact same way where they get yeah, shut out identical? They, they get, get shut, shut out three nothing in Tahoe and Flurry yep. plays crazy, but the Abs also don't play well. Yep, and then three two at home on a on home ice, they get the job done against Vegas with a uh, not a late Kadri goal. That was game two. Anyway, they win three two with a Taze goal in the third period. That's what it was. You, it's just you have to be able to recognize the big picture here. And I know all these people are talking about how the Avs could be sixth in the division. That's not really accurate by points percentage as St. Louis. Did they just officially lose? Yes. St. Louis just officially lost to LA. Avs are in third in the Western division by points Mm -hmm. percentage. So they're doing just fine. They're ahead of St. Louis. They're comfortable (laughs) in their spot. And 
they have three games in hand on St. Louis. They have two games in hand on LA. They have two games in hand on Arizona. They have games in hand on every single team that's behind them in the division. So this isn't like a crisis of, oh no, the Avs are falling out of the playoffs. They're doing just fine as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Also, something that I'm not actually surprised I'm having to say this at all right now, just given the way that Abs fans have kind of reacted to every loss this year. Yeah. Uh, but Stanley Cups aren't awarded 16 games into the season. Even in a regular year, you don't win the Stanley Cup in February. Yeah. And uh, for anybody that wants to be doing the whole, oh, Cup favorites don't do this. Cup favorites don't do that. 26 games into a full, to a 70, what ended up being a 70-ish game season last year. Tampa Bay, 13, 10, and 3 start. Yep. They ended up winning a Stanley Cup. So. I mentioned. The year before that, St. Louis wasn't even in the postseason, like, halfway through the year. Every single team I see named as a cup contender getting thrown around has a five-plus goal loss to a bad team this year. Every single one. So the Avs are not alone in this category. Yeah, cup having a bad game. Cup, cup contenders get beat down, lose to bad teams, and have losing streaks. All of those things happen. The- and to be honest with you, adversity, especially for Bowen Byram and Connor Timmons, Bowen, Bowen Byram, Connor Timmons, those guys, they need to they need to live through hell. This is a welcome to the NHL type thing. You're not they gonna need to understand every night. Yeah. This will all serve as experience for them to bounce back when we are in the postseason. We're 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 living life in the postseason. Fast forward. Collectively, we have all utilized the speed force and ripped the space time. Thank you, Barry Allen. And we are in the postseason. Screw this regular season. We're in the playoffs right now. <laughs> Colorado is up two nothing, two nothing in a in a series. They lose, they lose a game. Now it's two one. They're feeling miserable. It's not good. Everything is bad. And they're gonna remember. Oh yeah, remember that one time we dared to lose two games in a row back in February. Guess what? We bounced back from that. We're in the postseason now. We're you know whatever. That's just where they are right now. The Avs, the Avs are just struggling, and it's okay. Like I agree with what a, what a lot of the chat is saying. These things happen, and it, but it just sucks to go through them. Here's, of course, it does. It does suck. One of our our favorite quote quotes we love to use from Major League, right? Three games is a winning streak. Yeah. Three games is also a losing streak. The Avs aren't on a losing streak yet. They've lost two games in a row. If they go out there and beat down, is it L.A. or San Jose? Or no, it's Arizona. They play Friday. Duh. Yeah. Uh, if they go and beat down Arizona in that game, back to status quo, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a full season of hockey. There's a reason they play the games, right? Because every given night, any team could win. Anything could happen in a singular hockey game. There's also a reason they play best of seven series in the playoffs. Because if the Avs were playing seven games against Minnesota, you would say that was an ugly game. You still take the Avs in this series. Pretty easy for me 
on uh, on still picking the Avs in this series at the very least. Yeah, so definitely. And look, like they are what I say they are sixteen games in. Yep. Nine wins and seven losses doesn't feel great. It doesn't, but it doesn't feel awful. Yeah. It it's also what happens when you have a three and three start. You know, it's a bumpy yep. road. But <laughs> you look at the fact that they are look at look at look at where the division is since. The division seems to be a thing that we're talking a lot about tonight. Minnesota's on a four-game winning streak, playing their best, the best that they have all season. Um, LA's won five games in a row. Yep. How many five-game winning streaks are the Kings going to have this year? This might probably there, one. <laughs> there's a realistic world in which the LA Kings. This is as good as it gets for them. Yep. And. Right now, the Avs, they're they're in their own version of hell. <laughs> and they're still sitting in the postseason. Yeah, if this is hell, things are not bad. <laughs> they they are their goaltender is a Vesna is a Vesna contender through 16 games. They have a Norris candidate on the on defense. They don't have a hard candidate because the North Division exists. Yep. Um but they do still have one of the best players in the game in Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Like they're okay. Doing they're just okay. Fine. Like this is dis- tonight's result was extremely disappointing, especially the way that it got away from them, but it's going to happen. Disagree. somewhere. You'd... You have to be able to compartmentalize, right? This game was bad. It's dude. The Avs were a sloppy mess. They couldn't yeah. convert their chances, and the Minnesota punished them at every turn. This game was not a good hockey game. But one bad hockey game or two bad hockey games in a row does not mean that the sky is falling. They're, it's a pretty big leap between those two things. Yeah. With that being said... You know, I this there's a, there's a comment in here in particular sure. that Ryan Espinosa just makes about us being too complacent and that the roster should be the top of the division smoking teams. I would say Brian Espinoza for the next three weeks, don't watch any Ants hockey. Watch a different team. Pick a team, any team. I don't care which one except Ottawa. Don't pick them. Bad call. And Detroit. <laughs> Bad call. Pick a different team, preferably a cup contender. Pick Boston. Pick Tampa Bay. Pick Vegas if you want. Pick any team that you think is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender and go watch them for the next two or three weeks. Not, and I'm not saying if you don't like the Avs, then don't watch them. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he wants you to the, compare how they play. Get the experience of following a different team and what it's like for for you to to watch and day in and day out. Feel the way the roller coaster of what you think a cup contender looks like. Like, just just do it. Just give yourself give yourself a little bit of a roll and see see what it's like. You 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 invest you invest in the you invest in the same the same way. You watch all of the games. You follow the schedule. You keep an eye on the division. You care all the same. Invest in another team for just a couple of weeks and see what it's like. See what you see what happens. Because maybe that team goes crazy. 
right? Maybe that team wins a bunch of games and you come back and it reinforces your opinion that the abs are just, they just can't be cup contenders. That could happen. Maybe, but, and again, this idea that the abs are not in the playoffs right now, if, if, if the, if they decided to stop the season right now, they would use points percentage and they would be in the postseason. Yeah, they would so be stop the with the whole seed out of the West. So. Stop. It's not true. I don't. It's. I'm not calling anyone out in particular because I. I'm not. I don't. I probably couldn't even name any names. But it's crazy to me how so many hockey fa- fans and fan bases have this dichotomy of panicking about the regular season. And then the second the playoffs start, oh, the seeding doesn't matter. If you're in the playoffs, you have a shot to win the cup. Which one is it, guys? I don't yeah. – either the Avs are in the playoff picture right now and they have a chance to win, or should they just pack it in, it's over. They'll never make the playoffs, even though they're in a playoff spot. I. Every game does not have to be life and death, is yeah. how I would put it. There are I, 56 we, games in this season. Like you and I, you you and I, we we break it down into sections of ten. Yep. And we say ten game, ten games at a time is kind of how we look at things. How you do in your first ten games, whatever. How you do at the second ten games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's a long season. Even fifty six games, there are forty games remaining. And a lot of those are against not great teams. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it just <laughs> the other day. Realistically, the Avs should be winning 12 of their next 16. A loss tonight makes that a little bit harder for them. Now they have to win 12 of the next 15. Yep. But there's still those 15 games to go in yep. this next stretch. This is just one of them. <laughs> so it, you gotta you got to take it in context, right? there has to be context with every single loss as well as every single win. Every single game does not exist in a vacuum. And that makes a big difference. Do do want to give a shout out to Colton Bingham, who is uh, showering you're, you're us with the work. super yeah, You're making it work. Colton. We're, figure, we're figuring it out as you go, my man. We, <laughs> we're under, we're, we're picking up what you're laying down, buddy. And we appreciate you yeah. all the love. Thank you to Colton specifically and everyone else who sent super chats our way tonight. I've seen quite a few of you. We really appreciate it from all of you guys. Um, oh, we'll have to make sure when you get there, hit one of us up and make sure that you get either our attention or you hit us up on social media and we'll come say hi. AJ, where was this game played tonight? Bald Arena. Correct. And and at the start of the second period, would you say the uh, the ball staff was a little bit messy? They could oh, clean man. things up a little bit. Man, I tell you, I was wondering where this was headed, but okay. <laughs> we are back, baby. Today's yes. podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Head on over to manscaped.com to get all of your ball care products that you possibly need. They got you covered from top to bottom, whether it be their trimmers, whether it be their toner, whether it be their deodorant, they will take care of all of the balls inside of Ball Arena as necessary. They got you covered. Don't you worry. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm not going to lie. It is It is very good to be back. Their Perfect Package 3.0 kit has you covered 
20% off when you use code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. We're back. You got you to gotta have a little bit of fun to lighten the mood on a night like this. We, That's all I'm saying. Somebody needs to make sure that they pull that reaction from Allie, and we need just to turn that into a GIF. Yep, just so we play every time we have a manscaped read, that's just what we put up on there. <laughs> All right, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Present- Real talk, though, um, which games are considered important? Because Ryan is still going on about standards need to I, be higher, et cetera, et cetera, I struggle, et cetera. I struggle with the important game conversation, too. Because because exactly. they are 2-2 two and two against Vegas, and yep. they are 2-1-1 one and one against Minnesota. And yep. they are 1-1, and I believe, just the 1-1 one and one against St. Louis, correct? They didn't have yeah, a second They haven't played yet. again because of the post Okay, yeah. cool. So those are, those are all the teams that you're talking about as the playoff teams, right? Like, so where, which ones of those are more important? They're 500 against the other two, and they're 2-1-1 one and one against Minnesota. So they don't have a losing record. None of the other high-end teams have a winning record against the Avs. What's the difference here? What's an important game? <laughs> that's And that's when you look at the end of the season and you look at points percentage, wherever the Avs end up, let's say they end up two points behind Vegas, four points behind Vegas. It doesn't matter which game was the win to get them those two points. When yeah. you look back at the season, any win would have done it. Right. So <laughs> games, they're are... all important yeah, because right. <laughs> when you get to the 56th game and wherever, wherever you are in the standings, wherever you are in the standings, however you got there, you look back and you say, okay, well, we need this one last win. This game was important. 55 games led up to you being in that position. Yep. They were also important. All the games matter. You know, losing tonight matters. They had a chance to go 3-0, be 3-0-1 against Minnesota in the season series. Yeah. And to really put them in a, in a situation where, should it come down to it, they would have the head-to-head advantage. They blew that. They just blew it. The yep. same way they blew it against Vegas. But at the end of the day... They don't have a losing record. They are not losing the head-to-head against any of these teams yet. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they will at some point, and that'll be a that'll be a problem. But until that happens, I mean this this hand wringing over over the standings so early in the season. It's like the standings matter, obviously. You need to keep up with the teams and all that, but I don't know. I'm I'm surprised we're talking about the standings as much as we are tonight because I, it is it is 16 games in. Like I'm, you look at St. Louis, St. Louis is 22 points in 19 games played. The Avs are 19 points in 16 games played. Like, which team do you feel better about right now? I oh, I'm sorry, they have tw- it's 20. Yep. For St. Louis, they have 22 points in 20 games played. Yep. Don't feel very good about that if you're St. Louis. Right. It's taken a six-game. Oh, LA's on a six-game win streak. They just updated the, yeah, the actual They just game. beat St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. So they're on a six-game win streak, and that means it took them a six-game win streak to get nine wins out of their first 18 games for LA. Like, they're all important. They had to go on a tear 
to get back to reasonable. It this is such a this argument is crazy to me. They aren't consistent when it matters. It always matters. You can't make the argument that every game is important and then elevate the importance of the of the 16th game. They all matter. They are all important. Yeah, I, what, I agree that they're why all... isn't this a problem for Vegas? The fact that they went two and two. They blew a home game where the Avs were missing five regulars. Yep. Like they blew that game. They lose it with 39 seconds left. They got no points out of that. They should have they should have at least gotten a point out of that, right? And they didn't. Why isn't Vegas? Why isn't this a problem for them? They they blew the game where they they blew the outdoor game. Like I'm 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 just not I don't understand this idea that oh well, the abs would be in first place today. Would the would the abs being in first place right now be better? Sure. But what was the where were the abs in the standings after 16 games last year? Top of your head, Ryan Espinoza. Where were they after 16 games last year? Where were they in the standings? <laughs> and ask me how much it freaking mattered. Here, I think, and just to expand on that point, I went back and looked through the Stanley Cup champions over the last handful of years, and almost every single one loses 30% of their games in the regular season, or more in some cases. So every team's going to lose a bunch of games during the regular season. It's just, it's part of hockey. It, yeah. If, <laughs> and losing always sucks, man. It, it sucks. It, it it doesn't feel good. And there is part of me that respects how into it and how mad everyone gets about this. Dude, it's because what makes hockey fans hockey fans. The emotional energy there, you guys bring it every single game. But I just can't do it, man. I I, I break these games down for a living now and I cannot I cannot emotionally lose my shit for every single loss. I just can't do it. I'll, I'll die exhausted by the end of the season. I will tell you if uh, I think you and I are in a different position. I do. I agree. Because if we were getting up every day and we were going to a day job and we were coming home and this was the release. Sure. And this was, this was the thing that, you know what? I've been looking forward all day. I've been looking forward all day to this abs Minnesota game and then they just get smoked 6 to 2 I'd be pissed. Yeah. I'm going to bed mad. I'm looking at the cat like what'd you do all day or the dog like what'd you do? What did you tear up? What can <laughs> I blame on you? I'm looking at the kit. I'm framing him for drawing shit on the walls. <laughs> like it's not good, man. Yeah. I'd be pissed. So it's easy. I will say it's a lot easier for Rudo and I to sit here and be like, "There's another game in two days from now." We'll see. You got. We've got to be at the bar two nights this week. Fridays we're losing Friday and Saturday of social lives, so that we have because we have to work on Friday and Saturday. But like we're working a hockey game, so no. So life is good. Yeah, it's just a different reality. So I will say it is a lot easier for Rudo and I to sit here and say, "Guys, they play again in two days." Definitely fair to make that statement. 
I don't. I'm allergic to cats, so I don't know why I started with the cat. <laughs> I've never, I've never owned one, and I don't have any pets currently, so I don't. I don't it was weird that I started there. I guess on tonight's game, obviously you can and probably should be unhappy with the loss, but again, to take on the big picture, look at some of the underlying numbers from this game. And they really aren't that bad for the Avs. Yeah, when it was when the game was still close, um, the Avs were really pumping. Yeah, and, and really, the wheels absolutely came off in the last ten minutes of the third period. But yeah, like you look at the start of the third, uh, you look before things got out of control. You know that the Avs the Avs are dominating in shot attempts, but the shot quality is not very good, and um defensively they were giving up oh basically only quality chances. The defense was a mess. I agree. But I yeah. I I hear you when you say the shot quality was not very good. The Evs did settle for a lot of outside shots tonight. Yeah. But they also had a fair amount of quality chances. McKinnon oh, they definitely did. Kadri hit a post tonight. Ranton and sailed one a mile high on a two on one. And that's just off the top of my head, like the Avs are not finishing super well right now, but it's not like there is a complete absence of offense. Pucks just aren't falling. So, yeah, they, they, uh, the ads had, uh, 20 scoring chances tonight at five V five, which is a little low for them, but not a lot. They average right in the range of like 25 ish scoring chances. Yep. Um, at five V five. So, um, just that number is just a, a little on the low side, but really, you know, if you if you count all of the scoring chances from all strengths, they have thirty one. Yeah, their like, their power play was not bad at all tonight. Yeah, is the other side. They end up going one for four, which is twenty five percent. If you're ridiculous, the the one that was seventeen seconds long or something is the one they got. That was the one that ended up in the shorthanded goal. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough. So to me, I think that the fact that the ABS are where they are, standings wise, and they've gotten essentially no meaningful contributions from their bottom six. Yep, should be a thing that actually is encouraging. Right. Because, because you know that it can't get any worse. Yeah. Half the team hasn't even come online offensively. Yep. And as soon as they start to get there, because they will get there. Like what we saw from JT Comfort tonight was much more of what we've seen from JT Comfort in his career. When he starts to come online, when the, when a couple of those other guys start to come online, they're yeah. going to be fine. You're going to see a six-two game go the Avs way when those guys start to come online. So yeah. Well, and and I'm saying that it. You said that it feels like the dam is going to break. They're going to have one of those games. Yep. I definitely agree with you, man. We're like the little thing, the little things are going to, are going to click. Um, and it's just going to be standing in the way of a freight train. <laughs> definitely. Which one of these teams is it going to be? You know, yep. you're hoping that it's an Arizona sooner rather than later for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no Evan tonight because we are having a bad snowstorm in Denver. And so he did not yep. want to mess around. He wanted to get out of the arena and get home. Uh, safe to the family just quickly, just as quickly as he could. So yep. um, we weren't going to ask him to 
sit in the arena for an hour and let another two inches of snow fall would yeah. have been pretty yikes. Definitely. So we just wanted to get Evan home nice and safe. Yep. Um, so that's where he is. But honestly, man, tonight sucked. Yeah. Game was awful. Avs. I still, despite the game being awful, it's not hard to see the Avs winning a game like this with a bounce or two the other way. With mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot of cleanup to turn this into an abs win. You can, you're still going to have some of those big mistakes from Timmons. Sure. Maybe Byron still has a bad night, but you just clean up those passes a little bit. I, you could count it like 20 plus passes where I just puck rolls off a stick puck skips over somebody that little, the little things, if they start to go right, it becomes very, very difficult to contend with this abs team, but they didn't go right in this game. And it ends up 6-2. So. Not for nothing, uh, but Shane Bowers kicked ass again tonight. Yep. I had that game up on the other monitor. And was Which, like, by the way, the Avs fourth line got absolutely buried in possession tonight. So, I I mean, it's not so bad. But it, I, it was real bad after the first period. Logan, Logan O'Connor's expected goal four percentage was only 21. Only 21? Yes, this is fine. Not bad at all. <laughs> a good reminder. Like, Logan O'Connor tonight didn't have a good game. Yep. Um, botched one pass in the first period that led to an icing, and then threw another one. I think it was in the second period that, like, I don't even know who the head man was uh, because it was that. I, that I, far off target. Yeah. A bad read. Somebody cut. Somebody did something, and. He just it created an icing, and they they hit the post off the uh, subsequent. Yep, uh, a lot face of off tonight for both teams. Actually, there were a lot of po- and really weird because I was actually listening to tonight because I had the two games on. Yeah, um, Mosher and McNabb had a hard time picking yeah, they, out the post. That was weird. They they were not hearing them for whatever. Yeah, reason. I know. I'm I'm pretty sure they're not they're not in their normal spot way up high in the booth. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think they're. They're they on the, the lower concourse. They have the plexiglass between them. I wonder if, you know, there's plexiglass in front of them blocking out yeah. the sound or something. But maybe I, it's it was just it was just weird. I've never I've never I, seen that happen I, before on a broadcast where they just struggled. The whole broadcast is weird. I might have to start recording other broadcasts because the sound being ahead by a second is driving me insane. Oh, so I I didn't have that. I haven't had that problem. I had neither until a couple games ago, and oh all of a sudden gosh, now dude. I'm having that problem. And and people people have been complaining about it, right? Like, I've never heard of this. I'm like, I'm fascinated by it because I'm like, what do you mean that the the audio is ahead of the on camera action? Yep, I've never heard of this. That's crazy to me. And yeah, I can't yeah. even. And like, for the record, this is not us like taking shots at altitude. No, not at all. To be the, the TV production business in live sports in the world of COVID might be one of the most difficult industries out there. That's not like teaching or healthcare. It's crazy how hard their job has gotten. It's yeah, no, no hate on them at all. Yeah. It's just, it's mentally Weird to hear the sound before things happen is all I'm saying. I'm I'm disappointed now that I'm not hearing this. I tonight tonight actually started to turn on um 
the Minnesota feed, and then I was like, I don't hate myself enough for that. <laughs> so I went right back to altitude. <laughs> and I was even I even listened to it. I even had the sound on. So it's unusual for you. Yeah, that is a rare one. It's uh I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm I'm annoyed that Evan and I had to go to the arena for these two last two games. Yeah. Like So, overall, stop panicking, but yeah. need more from the Avs. Like, look, the Avs lost 6 to 2. You know, perfect perfectly valid to be upset, to be pissed off, to feel like this isn't good enough. Losing 6 to 2 sucks. If you're standing at the bus stop waiting for work tomorrow and someone walks up and kicks you in the nuts, that also sucks. <laughs> but you still got to get up and go to work. <laughs> but you still got to get on the bus. You still got to go to work. You still got to do your thing, man. So you just have to move on. You have to go on with life. It, it Ain't nobody going to stop and feel sorry for you. I also – I told you guys last time that after I saw Kirill Kaprizov in, uh, yeah, in person – I said, that guy is a problem. And there were people who were like, I don't know. He is a problem. That dude's going to run he away is, with the Calder, man. It's not going to be close. That is the most dynamic guy to play for them since Marion Gabrick was good. Like, wow, is he fun to watch. If they ever find a center, Minnesota is going to be a handful. All right. On that note, we are going to get out of here for this post-game podcast. Thank you everyone for watching listening however you consume this podcast we really appreciate the live chat on youtube you guys were for the most part quite good tonight uh good conversation in the end like and subscribe to the video and the channel that helps us out a ton uh i guess that's it oh yeah we're sponsored by strava craft coffee the cbd infused coffee has really changed lives go to stravacraftcoffee.com and use code dnvr20 to get 20 percent off your first purchase we will be back tomorrow with a normal 1 p.m. show. And then, yeah, come on down to the bar Friday and come say hi to us. Hope to see you there. Until next time, we'll talk to you later.